Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and today we're chatting with my friend and a longtime Legends member, Glenn Martindale. First time for him on our on my show. Um, great interview. I, I, I love doing these interviews. You know why? It's because I have no idea how they're going to go. I always like hearing people's stories and digging into that and talk about what their business looks like, what they're doing, because I want to pull out nuggets of information that I know would be a blessing to you guys that are listening and then I always like to get some advice, but I had no idea we're going to go down some of these rabbit trails that we did talking about print on demand and, uh, you know, printers that uh, for customizing products and all the different uh, options that are with that. I knew we would definitely talk about what he's done with wholesale and private label. And so what, and, and it's just real quick, uh, Glenn has now got these relationships built up with these companies, especially one in particular, where he is able to. Uh, influence what they are um, purchasing overseas at their, with their factories. And so he's doing private labels. So he is uh, testing things on a very small scale, creating listings based on his keyword research. And um, I wouldn't start there, but for those of you that are already doing replans and are thinking, okay, great, what's next? This is an awesome option for you to think about um, moving into wholesale. He's able to still able to order small quantities of items get them listed, get them tested, um, and, and get them sold on Amazon. So he's got an awesome, uh, awesome business. Awesome story. You want to say hi real quick? Hi. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Awesome. So here is my interview with Glenn. Say, here's my interview with Glenn. Hi, interview with Glenn. Glenn, welcome to Streams of Income Radio. Appreciate you doing this with me. Hey, thanks. I'm uh, happy to be here and uh, hoping that I can share a little bit and help help new people and sellers out. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. You have a great story. So let's just, um, let's start with, jump into it. Tell us how you got started selling, what you were doing before that, and your kind of your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, well, um, I started, I was in a corporate job uh, for 32 years, wow. basically. <laughs> but uh, we're in a telecommunications company. Uh, I was in a smaller regional carrier out of Little mm-hmm. Rock, Arkansas, for you know quite a while. Quite a while. Uh-huh. That's kind of where I started. So, as um, rumors kind of started about um, you know buyouts and stuff, mm-hmm. you get a little nervous about okay, where am I going to end up? Because I help you know facilitate buying out 18, 20 different companies that we brought into our company, and we mm-hmm. kind of know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people get laid off. Yeah. I had four kids. Mm. Uh, so my wife and I started a baby gift company. Baby yeah. gift company. Okay. Because yeah. we had four kids. We kind of knew about baby gifts. You know, yeah. Stuff. So we did personalized baby gifts. Interesting. And we started that in 2005. Okay. And um, I didn't know a lot about, you know, selling online and stuff. I just knew mm-hmm. it was up and coming mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will yeah so i i went to experts to learn you know i went to people that knew what they were doing mm-hmm. i kind of like i've done with everything i like yeah. to go to the best people that i can learn from the kind of shortcuts mm-hmm. yeah shortcut your because you could i mean you can learn i think um pretty much anything you could probably go into youtube and learn the answer eventually yeah. but your time and effort are He's way shortcutted if you find somebody that's already done what you're trying to do, pay some money to them, buy a course yeah. or something, join a community, and uh, you'll get there faster. Yeah, the time and money, um, uh, it's, a, it's a big shortcut. And every your experience is going to be different than anyone else's. So right. you kind of need some one-on-one helpful people in there that can give you some guidance on what to do to go to the next step yeah absolutely so you looked for people who are already doing like personalized gifts yeah and i looked for people that knew how to do sell online and okay. back then it was like yahoo stores right? yes yahoo. i remember that <laughs> <laughs> that was the big craze yahoo stores okay uh, so we we're doing uh you know sorry we started a yahoo store and we um you know we, we grew up pretty quickly um 
we had a we went into a 1500 square foot warehouse wow we started with you know neighbors kids people uh-huh. who needed to help us once mm-hmm. we kind of grew out of the bedroom <laughs> started in a sped, spare bedroom you know with merchandise and stuff yeah so we went into a warehouse and and uh started selling from there wow so you have what you had a yahoo store so if i went on there and wanted a a baby blanket with talon's name on it i could yeah. go on there and say i want this baby blanket there's probably somewhere on the order form that says, what do you want on there? I'd say Callan. And then yeah. you would grab that order, grab the blanket and sew it on or do whatever your machine would do that. And then you would ship it to me. Yep. Interesting. And we kind of took it step by step. We had someone doing embroidery for us at first. And then she was like, yeah, this is too much. I can't keep doing it. <laughs> so then we were like, okay, we need to find someone else. So someone else. So we found someone else to help us that had more of a commercial type business. Yeah. And they really were intrigued by the whole online thing. So they okay. ended up coming to work for us mm-hmm. and we had our own importing machine and they started doing stuff for us too. And though that couple was an older couple ended up being, it was, I don't know how to describe it. It was, um, we couldn't have made it without them. Let's put it that way. Yeah. What they ended up doing for us was just incredible. So yeah. The way that business kind of turned um, back then is my wife uh, ended up getting diagnosed with breast cancer. So that kind of really, uh, yeah. it was mostly her, right? What do I know about baby girls? Because <laughs> <laughs> right. you were still working full time, right? Yeah, I'm still working full time. Yeah. I'm working full time. You know, we got four kids. Um, so this other older couple kind of stepped up and said, what do you need us to do? Mm. We'll run, help you run the business for you. Wow. Until it's kind of settled down and, you know, we said to go through chemo and stuff to get mm-hmm. through that. So they were really a, a godsend to help us make it through that time. Was, yeah. Wow. So they had machines that um, then would essentially, they could imagine it's like some type of, I don't know anything about this side of the business, but like a, like a cricket type machine that you could like probably input somebody's name and it would automatically do it. Yeah. So it's an embroidery machine. We had just a small one that had like six um, needles to it. So we could do okay. red colors at one time. That's cool. Yeah, there's a lot bigger ones than that. This is more of a small commercial, almost home type. System. Yeah. That's all, all we needed. Yeah. Time, but if we had overloads, my, our friends that came to work for us, they, they had commercial machines. Okay. They, some more faster wow so, man yeah, so you're doing getting order doing it one by one but at least yeah. you had a machine that was doing it so how about how big did that end business end up getting to did you do you remember kind of like how many bank blankets or whatever you're cranking out a day or what your sales were like for your yeah, best year we within two years we we're twenty thousand a month twenty twenty <laughs> months that's awesome and shipping out stuff so Wow. We did some drop shipping back then. So we, you know, we still have them accounts um, for other items that people would make and drop ship for us. Mm. For it, so that's awesome. With the Yahoo store, how'd you get people to even know about it? It was a lot easier back then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're ranking. We were ranking quite a bit. We, uh, we were selling uh, a brand called Gund, G U N D. Yeah. Like famous, um, yeah brand of bears and stuff we were the uh so people were typing in gunned and finding you yeah like the gunned um we sold a lot of gunned baby toys and blankets and stuff that you personalized yeah that we personalized and some of it we didn't personalize it was probably maybe 25 percent i don't know 20 25 percent was personalized and the other ones were just you know so you had an account with them a wholesale account you were buying wholesale yeah, that was my first wholesale account. Mm-hmm. Uh, and talking to our rep, we were at one time the their biggest customer in the whole Southeast. That's awesome. So that was wow. That was interesting. Uh, so we had pretty good discounts with them and stuff. Did you have to get any kind of permission to say, "Hey, um, we have an embroidery business. Can we take these bears and put our put somebody's name on them?" No, you just did it. You just did it. You don't. Yeah, that's what's one thing you can even do today. Yeah. Uh, by you know wholesale as long as you say you know a wholesale company doesn't want to talk to you or want, doesn't want you to sell even on amazon 
But if you do personalization on that item, that's a whole nother. See, that's, Glenn, that's not something we, I don't think I've, maybe you've talked about it in our circles, but I don't remember. I, I, we always talk about taking a wholesale item and bundling it with something else. We talk yeah. about private labeling it, taking it out of its package, put it in your own, but Gund is probably not going to want their unique bears and stuff under my brand. But if you bundle it in a way or embroider it and add some other value to it, yeah, then wow. Then you can do it and sell it. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah, because then you get to use their brand name because nobody's going to hear of the, the Rieger baby bear company. Yeah. Oh, nobody cares about that. Your company but name. They're typing in these big famous brands. And if I'm able just to take that item and embroider it or add, do something to it to make it unique to the person that wants it, that's fantastic. Yeah, there's a lot you can do with it with, with nowadays, even with the technology that's out there with this so UV printing and other stuff you can do. There's a lot of and laser engraving, that type stuff, embroidery. Mm. There's a lot you can do with personalization. Yeah. Um, well, they have to be. So just um, we'll go back into your story because I'm fat, but now I'm thinking about this, yeah. this whole other <laughs> other model here. Um if we did that, let's say we we went with a famous company and um we wanted to add personalization to it. Do you um need to would that be amazon handmade or could that be and then would it be like amazon handmade at etsy then as the platforms no you could do this custom amazon custom mm. so if you get an approval for custom which we sell custom items on amazon uh you can customize items and give the ability to do wow. different things with it and upcharge it so we have like um we have some items now that says you can just buy the base product just blank Mm-hmm. And then there's an option for the customized option, which is like, you know, nice. $50 more uh, to get it customized with whatever you want on it. Is there, since you know a lot of, you deal with a lot of wholesale companies, are there, would would there be a reason why they wouldn't want you to do that? I mean, I guess there's some that might be like, you know, don't touch our products. We don't want somebody's name yeah. on our products, but what you kind of response do you get from wholesalers when you say, look, I understand you may not, especially, okay, especially the ones that don't want their they don't want any other, anybody else selling that one product on Amazon. There's already 50 yeah. people doing it, or maybe they're doing it themselves. But then you come in and say, look, I'm going to have a unique listing and it's going to be a personalized listing. It's going to be one that's only custom. Are they pretty, pretty much cool with that? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't asked that question yet for some because okay. I've got enough products that they don't care. Right. <laughs> About selling on Amazon. Right. So I don't see why they would not be open to that discussion. If you're talking mm. about, okay, I'm going to take your, it could be whatever it could be. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't maybe you got a laser engraver because that's, you know, you yeah. home that's not that expensive. Sure. So you want to take your item, but you want to personalize it with laser engraving. Wow. Uh, I've seen some options of people doing that with even, is it Dematco? Uh, there's some big, companies out there that sell like Hallmark, you know, these okay. Hallmark stores uh-huh. uh, that they've taken those products and actually personalized the message on them. So they just like took a small blank um, metal tag or mm-hmm. tag and they actually engrave it and mm-hmm. put it on, on the figurine or whatever it is. Wow. Hmm. So that I don't I don't see why they wouldn't mind unless someone's already doing that. But you know, it's just a discussion you could you could have. If you think everyone's well, great, just talk to them. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a way to make your items unique and do something different. Yeah, it's not like you're just selling their blank product. Like I would that. imagine you could even find this is where we're brainstorming now. I definitely would probably I promise I'll get back to your story because I love hearing that. But I imagine there's probably already a company out there that does this that does the laser engraving. You wouldn't have to go out and buy your own. You could just say. Hey, okay. company who already does laser engraving and embroidery and all that. Here's a line yeah, exactly. of baby blankets that I want you to have on hand for me. And I'm going to be sending you orders and they're just going to do it and ship it to my customer. Yeah, there's people that do that. I mean, it's kind of goes in the print demand type yes. you know, realm of businesses. But I actually yeah. found that I went with a model that worked for me in the past is finding someone that's kind of doing it as a hobby, making yeah. some money on, um, on the side uh-huh. that's usually older. So I found an older guy here that's only like five minutes from my house that does laser engraving. Wow. So he does all of our laser engraving stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, 
<laughs> it's really close and it works out pretty well. That Instead is of their own machine. Yeah. Wow. Is he somebody that's interested in more business or do you, are you keeping him too busy? No, he was interested in more business. Um, okay. He was doing like, um, he was doing, you know, some cut, he does embroidery too. We've had him do some embroidery for us when our machine was broken uh, mm. now too. But uh, he, he was doing like a name tags for churches. Okay. Yep. Uh, and stuff like that. A lot of things for churches. Okay. A lot of his business came from maybe how like a, a lot of one-offs. Wow. So does he just keep a supply on hand of your product? And then, um, yeah, you, I give okay. him my product. Like I took uh, some over there the other day. Okay. So kind of be a little ahead of the curve. Yeah. Uh, wow. And when I go pick those up, I've got three of them right now. I need to go pick up. I'll take him more. Okay. So he, he finishes them. You go grab them and you ship them to the customer. Yeah. Cause he's okay. only five minutes away. <laughs> right. Uh, it's a little easier, but you can yeah. do the same thing. You know, I've already thought about backup plans with that fun and mm-hmm. having other people that, that do engraving that would actually ship the product for me. Yeah. I wonder if you can get a prep center that would, uh, that maybe would invest in one of these machines and yeah, add that, that to their that's, lineup. That's a whole another thing. I'm, I'm working with a small group of people right now that do engraving and UV printing. Mm-hmm. So UV printing, I don't know if there's anything about that. That's kind of a newer thing it's kind of cool it's kind of expensive the machines uh-huh. are kind of expensive right now but it it prints and it uses uv light mm-hmm. to instantly dry the ink wow so you can print on wood fabric all kinds of items different okay. items and really fast and efficient mm. it's not like the old screen printing or even directed garment printing okay uh, that you may have heard of mm. it's a lot faster you can print on mugs. You can print on wood. You can print on just about wow. anything, depending on what kind, how big your machine is. Okay. Uh, to do it, so interesting. Uh, I like that model a lot. It just, you know, it's a, if you get one of those machines, you need to have enough business to. Yeah. Because they're kind of expensive. Interesting. Okay, your wheels are turning to my head. But I, I've, yeah, I've thought of that business. So I've thought of that business before to have those to offer. Because you have these big print-on-demand sites, right? They yeah. kind of have their things, what they do, and um, right. have a more smaller system that's more unique items, not that everyone else is selling. That's right. Like, like you need unique items that are quality. Yeah. That you could personalize and engrave. Because the testing on that is so much easier than, like us, when we buy a product, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're doing a PL product. Mm-hmm. You, you're stuck with that design, right? Exactly. Design, you can do some testing ahead of time. Like you can do, you know, some testing to see which design may sell the best. But once you're stuck with it, you're stuck with it. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's unlimited. You can test so much faster and easier with designs. Because you could just print That's one or you don't even need, would you even need to print it? Couldn't you just like have a mock-up like online yeah, and then... Up. And yeah. they're like, oh, we sold one of those. Okay, now we got to create it. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. <laughs> it, it, you can just do the mock-up. You don't even need to have it printed off. Wow. Unless you're doing like videos with it or something. Right. You can do a mock, mock-up. I just had a video made. Uh-huh. Really, it's the person in the background. They're talking about the product and our company. And then across the screen comes our product. Uh-huh. You know, kind of shows it, and then it's like we can do it customized. And on the other side of the screen, it comes and it shows a mock-up of it customized. Okay. So they're not even really holding the product, but it's more wow. interactive than just a picture. Right. That's awesome. For it, and does the uh, does the oper- um, the person operating it need to have any special skills, or can anybody learn how to use that machine? I think they're fairly easy. Um, okay. I haven't ran uh, like those, but what I know laser engraving, it's, it's fairly easy. It's just learning what setting to set it to. Okay. There's a little bit of training to it, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything that complicated. All right. We got to talk offline about that. Cause I have some ideas just thinking out loud here. Who knows? I, I we don't want to, I don't want, there's a million good, I- good ideas. We yeah, need the right ones. I don't know if this is one of those right ones or it's just a distraction, but yeah. at least it's worth to me, it's worth exp- learning a little bit more about it because we could probably have a prep center that gets one of those machines 
maybe like, you know, a couple guys like us buy the machine, put it in the prep yeah. center, and figure out some way to make that work. I have thought about uh, Mastermind and kind of that of having machines where we have our own prone demand type. Yeah products too that we could sell to just a small group of people that's not exactly yeah on demand companies interesting all right we'll chat more about that okay you just got me excited i love these i love these conversations i have no idea how they're ever going to go um and we end up talking about something i never even would have imagined so (laughs) you were doing the print on demand the baby stuff um and then how long did were you guys doing that before you switched over to yeah so we were doing that um and I guess the good news is I didn't get laid off or yes. <laughs> bought out. Right. But I was the only one that got, got stayed on mm-hmm. uh, or whatever. We kind of just winded it down some. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't start promoting it. It's kind of, I didn't know what to do because I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen when we got bought. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? I'm going to have to move. I'm not going to have to move. But yeah. you know, I didn't really didn't know what to do. So it did eventually come where, yeah you're going to have to move, you know, you're either going to have to move to New Jersey or Texas. So I'm like, well, that's, that's not even an option. Yeah, it's not, Sorry. <laughs> not a hard decision there. Texas is, you know, five hours away. Sorry for folks in New Jersey, but you, you're from Arkansas. So that was an yeah, easy sorry, decision. Yeah, I'm from Arkansas. It doesn't <laughs> and at the time my sister already moved in here. She used to live about a mile from my house. Okay. And then she moved in here a year before I did. Okay. So that made it a little easier to you. Yeah, for sure down here so when you moved so, you kind of probably lost the contact with that couple and that winded your yeah, business down. so we kind of shut that down yeah um we we're kind of already winding that down mm-hmm. got rid of the warehouse so we do still have that company oh wow but okay. it's only we're selling to mostly um our past customers it's ordered sure yeah dozens and dozens and dozens of items from us uh, yeah for stuff. so we still do have that okay it's not anything i've focused on because sure you know what to do. So anyway, so that's a fairly passive stream of income then at this point for you. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't nice. see any advertising anything for it. That's awesome. I'm trying to figure out, I need to figure out what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, do I need to revamp their site needs to be re redesigned. Do I go ahead and redesign it, get a little bit more traffic on it, sell it or, or what to do. Yeah. It's not a Yahoo store anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They still have stores. Uh, they do? Oh, yeah. Oh, Yahoo. There's still a Yahoo store? Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they still have them. Okay. There's, you know, there, there's lots of platforms out there. But That's cool. <laughs> All yeah. right. So you moved to Texas, and then how long, How far was it into that journey then that you thought, hey, let's do something different and get into Amazon? Yeah, that was about... Um, four years, three to four years after we moved. And that's okay. when my son Andrew kind of came on heat uh-huh. when he was a um, junior. I think he was a junior in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. He wanted to do stuff online. So stuff. Yeah. Online. I was like, well, you probably don't want to do baby gifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're like, I know some people sell on Amazon. Okay. Uh, that's kind of when we, I was like, I remember this guy, and I looked, and it was Jim Cochran, right? Yeah. Okay. But actually, I was on his email list from his eBay days. Yeah. Promoting eBay. Yes. <laughs> and then he went to Amazon. So that's kind of when we started following Jim Cochran. And, and there yeah, so the whole time you were getting his emails, 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 and never yeah. did anything until Andrew was like, hey, let's do something. And yeah. so he was top of mind for you because you would, at that point, you would, you know, learn to trust him pretty much because he was consistently yeah it was consistent information yeah uh, information and he's he's just been there the whole time you know? yeah that's People awesome there. that's a great lesson right there because there's you get you start doing something like a podcast or starting a blog you may have people that for years just consume your content for free 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 and never buy anything or yeah. at some point they're like you know what I, I think i'm ready to do something who where am i gonna go let's say oh yeah the guy that's been yeah. sending me the email or the guy that's but I've been listening to his podcast for the last 10 years. Let's, let's go that route. <laughs> yeah. Let's go that route and see what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was interesting is I did get an invite from Amazon. Uh-huh. I think it was about 2009. Okay. To sell on Amazon. Okay. And back then it was so complicated. 
like you had to be an engineer, which I wasn't. Right. Which you... But there's no way I could teach this older couple how to do it because it was so complicated. Yeah. To right. upload your stuff. And then I'm thinking, <laughs> man, as soon as I put all my best sellers on there, they're just going to rip me off. And so, yeah. which, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of short sighted in one way. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to happen. And, you know, it's happened as we know. <laughs> sure. With stories. And they did eventually, they sell gun. They were the okay. you know, gun sold directly to them because these bigger companies, they're going to sell to Amazon. Right, right. Uh, for them. But that's not always the case. But it was more the, it was too complicated. Right. Uh, route to do it. And that, you know, I probably should have jumped on it. <laughs> but <laughs> I had other, <laughs> had other things to deal with. Right. You saw the yeah. job, we're moving. I got four little kids. Right my wife and and moving and you know just yeah. a lot going on so sure this was the right time right time yeah. for it back then but yeah so finally uh we're like yeah we need to get in the amazon and see what we can sell because we know nothing about what to sell them and that at that time the baby stuff we were selling you know amazon was selling directly okay right? so it's kind of funny we started buying from amazon for our embroidery baby mm. Because it was cheaper to buy from them than it was your supplier yeah, directly from the, from the source. So, oh my gosh. So it kind of worked out better because we didn't have any inventory to keep. Yes, you could just order it from Amazon as you needed day. it. You know, the next That's day awesome. we'll have it, or two days we'll get it. And if it's a dollar more, who cares? Right. I have no inventory. Yes. Work. <laughs> so that's kind of our business model now. We still have we have a few like things that we sell a lot of. I have a few on on hand because. Uh-huh. They're notorious about retiring certain designs and stuff. Um, So we have a few things like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So we kind of started going around and we like a lot of people started. We were just selling used items and books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, One interesting thing, we sold a lot of VHS tapes. Okay. Not just blank tapes, but with like tapes for kids Mm-hmm. tapes with old concerts okay obscure people you would know your yeah. and stuff like that that people wanted yeah but a lot of movies yeah where were you finding those uh we were finding them on on um not on facebook some, but it was a uh, on craigslist okay uh just ads yeah garage sales yeah you know um goodwill Different places, fun things like that, and I didn't understand what the market like. Why do all these people want this? And then, under I finally figured out, his people were like so happy. I was sending you an email. I'm so happy I got this because my kid needs to watch it. Mm. But their kid has um, some type of disability; they can't operate DVDs. Oh, they can just pop a tape in. Can't really destroy it. I mean, you can. But all you got to do is shove it in there and it starts playing by itself, right? Yes. You don't have to push buttons and stuff. That's true. Just, and once it plays, it just rewinds and plays again. Right. Right. So, or you can set it that way. Right. To rewind and play again or it pops out or whatever. So, it's not as complicated. So, there's a lot right. of people using that for their kids. Okay. Like younger kids that can do it. Yeah. And they have kids with disabilities mm. uh, that they can actually operate it. Wow. So you found your niche with VHS tapes. Yeah, it was VHS tapes. That's <laughs> kind of the biggest niche, I guess it was. But. That's awesome. How'd you stumble? Because a lot of people, like, especially talking to new people, they like, where do I start? So why did you decide books and VHS tapes? How did you stumble upon that as your niche? And how long did it take you to realize, hey, we're going to kind of focus here a little bit rather than, you know, a lot of folks starting out, they walk into a store and to do retail arbitrage and they're like, wow, there's millions of products here. I don't even know where to begin yet. You kind of yeah. settled in with, with one or two things to start. Kind of stuff. We kind of knew we had with having kids, we had hundreds of VHS tapes. <laughs> so you started with something around your house. You yeah. put them online cause you weren't using them anymore and they sold. Yeah. I never thought I never occurred to me to sell them on Amazon. I just thought eBay, you know, we yeah. sold on eBay for a while. Okay. But I never thought about these are actually selling on Amazon. Okay. So you tried it, it worked. And so then you're like, okay, now I just need to find more VHS tapes. We sold all the ones in our house that we want to sell. 
yeah, we started finding more in the books. I, I kind of leaned into more of the technical books. Yep. Uh, artist type books. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we were selling because I was from a technical background and some of these books are hard to come by. Or really right. Yeah. They're more valuable because they're specific and they're special. To, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, you know, just how-to type books. Mm. Um, those type of books is mainly what we were selling. Um, yeah. I did a few, like, you know, college books and stuff. And okay. I never got into that, which was mm-hmm. really big for quite a while. and still probably big now. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of where we started. And then, and then okay. we, we, you know, when you keep growing, so then we're like, how do we... got to find more inventory. Yeah, what do we <laughs> sell? And as you kind of learn the markets, as you dig in and start selling things, you just start learning things. Yeah. And as you start yeah. talking to other people, you learn more about what they're doing. And like, you're yep. selling what? You're part of a community. And you hear what somebody else is doing. Like, oh, yeah, let's try yeah. that. And that works. And now you suddenly have, instead of VHS tapes and books, you've got like maybe 10 different things that you might be focusing on. Yeah. And there's a few tools, even back then, I use. I was always about keywords. Okay. Um, I was more of a technical guy, right? So I was like, yeah. even when we did our baby gift site, it's like technically keywords, what are people looking for? Mm-hmm. And we kind of did that, follow that with, you know, Jim Cochran's coaching and stuff too, about keyword research and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we started that. So yeah. we started selling a lot of, uh, we're like, what can we get here, you know, locally that's, can we buy a lot of? Mm-hmm. Uh, Fortune and it, you know, we kind of went down the Walmart path too, doing Walmart, some RA sure. stuff. Yeah. On listings, it's already there. But then uh, I started creating listings when we started selling like glassware type things. We sold a lot of Corelware yeah. uh, items. Okay. Uh, and bundling it, making bundles and different sizes and yes. my own listings, uh, you know, mug listing, different listings and stuff I started making. And the sales were really picked up on them back then. You know, you didn't think about, oh, I need to make it, you know, unique. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> right. Because there weren't yeah, as many so, people doing it then. Yeah. Yeah. So then I come find out, you know, yeah, here's my friends. They're selling on my listing now <laughs> and stuff, which is all, you know, fine. As we started getting away from that, because we sell it for a good year and a half, two years by that time none of my kids wanted to touch bubble wrap anymore. I'm like, yeah, oh, it's fun at first. <laughs> right. But after you bubble wrap all this stuff, you're like, I don't want to be tired of it. So, yeah. you know, we, we kind of moved away from it. The, but the RRI was really great on it. Yeah. And it probably still is. And you learn more and we, we worked back. Even then it was a relationship with a story manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the Crow store over, you know, great by mills mm-hmm. um, like yeah i'm like how can i get a bigger discount well you know you buy a thousand dollars it give you like another 15 percent off that's like, awesome even with the 40 percent coupon i have they're like yeah i was like wow. okay okay we'll do it thousand of dollars every time and using a coupon on top of a coupon where it was less than half price oh my gosh uh, so it made the ri really good that was just by asking a simple question how can i get a bigger discount what do i need to buy in order to get a larger discount yeah how do i get a bigger discount um than these if i buy in quantity yes because i knew i could move a lot of product wow yeah you tested out on a small scale you probably weren't buying hundreds of items and then bundling them right and you start off with a few and let's try these bundles and start off a few with some good discounts that they had you know they'll have if you get on um People's mailing list, they used to mm-hmm. need the, the coupons. Stuff. You remember so, how you even stumbled? So you went from books and VHS tapes to Corel. So do you know even how you got turned on to Corel? Did you sell one some one at one point and that sold really well? And you're like, oh, where can I find more of these? And you just went further down the rabbit hole. I don't remember exactly how I got into it, but I can I can vaguely remember about how people have these sets patterns that they have of their dishes Uh and they break right yes they want replacements for uh Uh, so that was kind of the start of Mm. more of a replacement or complementary items to designs that were already out there okay Uh, which you can do with a lot of different Picasso and other ones there's we sold some of those too and there's a lot of different big companies that make you know dinnerware plates and stuff that 
Wow. So that's kind of the rabbit hole we went down. I love it. How'd you, so then what, what did you go after you left that? The kids were tired of the bubble wrap. Yeah. What was the, what was the next? We were doing, yeah. so I had a full-time job. RA was always kind of difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Even, uh, I mean, OA was difficult at first until I, I kind of like, I don't understand how you find these products. So yeah. I started buying list. Okay. Like mm-hmm. I need to buy this list. What in the world are they selling? Yeah. How are they finding it? So I kind of went down that hole. Okay. <laughs> and then you get this list. I'm like, I've never even heard of this store before. Yeah. Right? There's like hundreds and hundreds of stores. Yeah. That you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. But then there's also Walmart, Target, you know, your mm-hmm. Kohl's, your mainstream big box stores. Right. That's they're buying stuff and it's not even on sale. Right. Mm-hmm. And then selling for a lot. I was like, what? So it kind of opens your own the type of things that sell for more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, even as you know, on list, not everything you're going to buy because everybody has their own um, requirements of what mm-hmm. you're looking for, right? Yep. But it helps you t- go down rabbit trails. Yeah. Uh, I'll find this one thing. I'm like, oh, this is great. And you uh-huh. can go down the rabbit trail of that, something you've never even heard of before. Yes. And you start checking that oh, wow. and looking, wow, this is profitable. Yeah. And so is this color. And so is that design. And so is this that goes with this. And wow. kind of looking at, you know, on Amazon, looking at what sells mm-hmm. with that item. Yeah. That's how kind of bundles come together too. But also yeah. individually, uh, kind of opens your eye the more rabbit trails, right? To go down to see what is this? And it's from the same store. Right. Yeah. And just learning how to stack coupons, mm-hmm. discounts, discount gift cards, yep. stacking all those up to where you're really buying it less than wholesale sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Gosh. And you're buying it from a retail store. Yeah. You're buying it from a retail store. <clears throat> That's awesome. So I know you and Andrew are doing something really cool with a, a one of your wholesale companies. Can you, how'd you, you care to share about that, how you found them and some of the re- things that that, that relationship has allowed you guys to do. Yeah. So, you know, we're here in Dallas, so we've got uh-huh. to go to the Dallas market, right? Mm-hmm. I've always, I don't know, been drawn more towards the wholesale side of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Cause you were already doing that with your baby company. You already, you already knew how yeah, to kind of knew that. relationships uh, with wholesale companies. And also I, I actually grew up in retail. Okay. Uh, so the, kind of a funny side note is my dad on what was called a Western auto store. Okay. Back yeah. in the day, they mm-hmm. were like in all these small towns. Yeah. And when I was old enough to drive and Walmart started coming, you know, they were like 30, 45 minutes away from the big uh-huh. town. I would go over there and buy oil and other items for my dad to sell in the store. Oh, that's awesome. You were doing retail arbitrage. Yeah, I was doing retail arbitrage. I didn't know what it was right way back then. So it's been around forever. It'll probably That's stay awesome. around forever, right? So I was doing retail arbitrage back then, but it's awesome. Brick and mortar store. Wow. I grew up in a small town and you know, I knew very quickly after working a couple of summers on the farm that that's not what I want to do. Right. <laughs> right. But I was always drawn towards retail, I guess, because growing up in that environment. Mm-hmm. Wholesale. So even as a kid, I went to wholesale trade shows. And stuff. Oh yeah, you were used. And to I thought it was great because you get free food and free product. Right. It was right. like awesome. <laughs> yes, get to hang out with your dad. Yeah, you'd hang out with my dad. Get stuff yeah. free. You know, yeah. it was all good. So I kind of, I kind of came from that experience. So it wasn't yeah. so you know overwhelming. Like, Let's mm-hmm. go. And we went to Dallas Market. Actually, when we lived in Arkansas, we came there to source baby gift items. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we 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 went to Dallas Market, um, and this wasn't the first time we started going to you know every big gift shows and stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. talking to the temps and people that oh you sell on Amazon even online. This was you know like five you know three years ago two years ago online they don't even want you to sell online right. <laughs> it's like I'm like what do you mean? Uh, but there's people that are, you know they don't care. Yeah. And we kind of gravitated towards the home decor mm-hmm. items and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because a lot of that stuff is not market. It's not marketed. It's not like labeled with logos and stuff on the right. items. 
right? Yeah. And the brand name doesn't even matter. And some yeah, of the brand names, stuff, they don't care. People aren't searching brand names. They're searching for, like you said, um, home decor. So if it's a, uh, a pumpkin for Halloween, for example, yeah. there people are typing in glass pumpkin. Yeah. And for that. And, and we sold a lot of pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately this year I couldn't get it from our supplier, but mm. Uh, we sold a lot of decor pumpkins that were like the miniature ones that are all like uh, made from natural materials. Uh-huh. And stuff. Okay. Anyway, so what caught my eye in this one place uh, was some unique items they had that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I'm like this is cool, and there's like twelve different versions. And, yeah. Um, and I was actually there with a uh, with my friend Andrew Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. It, it's always good to go with friends. I think. Yes, because they'll see other they'll see something about something that you don't yeah, see. Either. Rachel may have been with us too. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's always good to go if you can with some friends who are in the business too, or yeah. even if they're not in business, they got a good eye. <laughs> yeah, reach a lot of what sells because it can be really overwhelming because there's just so much stuff. Yeah, there. right. You kind of have to break it down like you do. When you're RA and then you know Walmart, yeah. you gotta you gotta think of different sections. There's a sporting goods section. There's this, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. the core section. There's a you know, different section. So right, you really gotta have a plan. What kind of what you're looking for? If you don't, you just kind of go. You just and go. It's so overwhelming. Yeah. yeah, it's really overwhelming. You kind of get a feel for it. Um, yeah. So we go in and we start talking, you know, to the owners, which we didn't know. Mm-hmm. The owner at the time uh, uh-huh. was actually the owner of the company or one of the owners of the company and about what they had. And I'm like, yeah, I like these items. You care where we sell it? Can I sell it on Amazon? He said, I don't care where you sell it. Like you can sell it wherever you want to sell it. Like, <laughs> Just had, buy it from me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've had people wanting to buy my stuff on Amazon, like wanting me to sell on Amazon, but I, I didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. So they used to sell, they sold to Hobby Lobby, mm-hmm. um, big brand stores. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I can't think of all the names, but big stores. And then they still sell to Zulily, uh-huh. Wayfair, yeah. companies like that. So they sold to some big companies, but uh-huh. they weren't getting, they used to get really big orders. Mm-hmm. Kirkland's Hobby Lobby, these big box stores, yeah, that they weren't getting anymore because all the big box stores went to their own private label, yes, and actually ripped them off of their designs. Oh they my gosh, factories and had them make their products like theirs. Oh my gosh, wow, yeah, so it, it happens in the retail environment too, <laughs> yeah, you hear about Amazon all the time, but it actually happens, it doesn't probably matter what business you're in, yeah, so he was a little bit hurt and he needed, um. Yeah, Honestly, so I open. guess he kind of liked us. You know, it's good having that face-to-face, mm-hmm. um, whatever. And, you know, ordered a few products from him and put them online. Uh-huh. I think maybe it was only two, three designs maybe at the time. Okay. And since you knew how to do keywords, you were able to set it yeah. up correctly. I was able to set it all up, the, the listings up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew what people were searching for, and there wasn't many options of this Yeah. Uh, product. So, yeah. I did those. They started selling. So then I'll turn around, make another order, another order. Yes. He's like, and again, so for the folks listening, it wasn't even about, it wasn't even about that certain company. Was it, it was about the keywords that are associated with the product. So let's say glass pumpkins was the product. It doesn't matter if it's the Rieger brand, the Martindale brand, you could have gone, you probably could have gotten something very similar from a, one of those showrooms just right down the hall um possibly if, if, if they're there it, it yeah. was just the fact that your keywords were relevant to that specific product people weren't typing in this company's name with glass pumpkin they're just typing in glass pumpkin yeah and finding your listing because you had it had a, a good keyword rich listing now there are some wholesalers that their brand matters like a gun for example people might be yeah. typing in gunned people might be typing in um yankee candle which you can get those at the world trade center as well and so those brand names are carrying that listing but this is a just a kind of a generic 
for in lack of a better word, no name brand. Um, they have a brand name, but people aren't, it's not a brand name that people are probably aware of. Yeah. They're not searching for that brand name. And I kind of really didn't want that brand name. I wanted my own brand. Right. Right. Um, I didn't want them searching for that brand. So that's kind of what I was looking for mm-hmm. is to build my own brand and not, yes. not that. So that's, you know, separate from the whole, so you put them on, you put these items underneath a, a new brand name that you created. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So we branded yeah. ourselves for our own logo yeah. on it. Nice. Like okay. Uh, and it was all from keywords that are non-brand driven. Right. right. Exactly. Okay. So you, you bought some, they sold, you went back and bought some more. Yeah, I bought more and more and more. And then he's like, okay, the guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> and we started talking more and more about mm-hmm. other items. What does he have? Mm-hmm. Uh, what can I, you know, what can I sell? How much is too much of competition? So yeah. they could have like, you know, whatever this wooden bowl. Mm-hmm. And if I go to Amazon looking for this wooden bowl, and his wooden bowl doesn't stand out from everything else that's there. I'm like, that's probably not what I'm going to go after. Right. But you found something that was unique. That wasn't, you didn't feel like it was very well representative already on Amazon. That's what I like to do is like when you searching, when I'm searching for the keyword phrases Uh have to be, you know, a huge phrase, but you know, 3000 searches a month. Yeah. Thousand searches a month. If you look at that keyword and, you see that page on Amazon mm-hmm. and everything looks exactly the same. Can you stand out from that? You probably can. Yes. And you just have to decipher, is everybody looking for what's showing up on the, on that page mm. or are they looking for different designs? So when you get or in the home difference. decor market, it really, it's about design and it's a it lot is. of differences, right? Uh, and can <clears throat> you eat it is. those price points? Yeah. Okay. So walk me through, let's say we walk into this showroom and you see a bunch of stuff. Um, you're probably not going to be able to do all that research right on the spot. Are you? No. So like, you, you, are you looking for, walk me, like you, 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 let's say I'm a complete newbie. I'm walking in with you. You're training me on your thought process because there's trade shows all over the country, all over the world. And this will be gold for people right here. So I'm a newbie. I'm hanging out with you. What's your thought process going into a showroom like that? What are you looking for? And then what research do you do at home later to determine what orders you're going to place? I'm looking for a unique item that you don't see every day at the store. Okay. And because you've been doing retail arbitrage, you kind of know when something stands out, you know, like, wow, I've not seen that before. Yeah. Um, That's uh, what I'm looking for. Are you going to take a picture of it there and then find out a price of it? From the rep, okay. uh, look at the price point, okay. Um, of it and in this do keyword research. Later. And so, for that, I would imagine that you would be like, okay, if it's a glass pumpkin and it's a unique glass pumpkin, you would think, okay, you take a picture of it, you get a price, then you're thinking, if this was on Amazon, how might somebody be searching for this specific one and start thinking of keywords that are relevant to that product? And then yeah. look at what comes up and like, there's nothing here. This keyword is definitely because it's a, it's a green glass Halloween pumpkin and all of them are orange. So you're typing in green glass Halloween pumpkin and there's no green ones. Like they're all orange. That would be a clue that, okay, I could place this green one on Amazon with a listing. And anytime somebody types in green glass Halloween pumpkin, mine's probably likely going to come up. And it's going to stand around, stand among the rest of them because every other one is a different color. Is that kind of a? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like that. Um, okay. And then how many, when you order, um, are you talking about like having to order a case of those green ones, like maybe 12 or so? Yeah. So they're every, everybody's different. It, yeah. you know, all the vendors are different. Some of them have pretty reasonable minimal orders, like $150. Mm-hmm. Yes. Other ones are just outrageous. Like yeah. But you can easily get to 150 if those green glass pumpkins are three dollars each. You buy a case of 12, that's 36 already. All you need is yeah. a few more items to test, and you're gonna get to the 150 minimum pretty quick. It's pretty easy to get to yeah to the minimums. I and mean, some of them even have lower minimums than that. Uh, right to do it, but it's pretty easy to get to the minimum. Maybe you want to try two different products. Maybe yes. you've got something that's really related to it. 
and or maybe you bundle it you know with yeah another product they have um yeah. which we've done too and that was kind of irritating we just got in some orders this week as you know supply chain is really not good right <laughs> so this was a christmas order christmas items mm-hmm. and we only got like half of our order mm. well the half we got is one item is supposed to be bundled with another item oh, no. not here yet and there's one item i don't know if it's gonna sell by itself or not jeez oh, so you know you get into that right now because the, the supply chain is messed up and we've got yeah some of them know better. So my supplier kind of knows what's going on. I mean, can uh-huh. they know when their stuff's coming in? Yeah. But they don't know when it's going to ship. So mm. we, uh, there's this one item I keep asking about, asking about, and he's like, it's been ready for over 40 days. We just oh can't gosh. get the container. They can't get the container and get it on the boat. Oh my goodness. It's sitting, sitting at the warehouse. It's the just sitting there. Yeah. Wow. Trying to get it done. And this is actually one of the items that we went in with them. And as we developed a relationship with them, they started asking me ideas about what sales. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so you're near now influencing their decisions on what to source. Yeah. So we're influencing their decisions on what to source oh my uh, and, and designed and stuff. And I, I help them best I can, or I ask my wife, what do you think about this? You wow. Know, It'd be good like this. We need to change this, this, and this. So they're bringing in them specifically for you, but they're also ordering enough that um, it would be for their uh, regular re- brick and mortar customers. Yeah. So the one that we, so this particular one I was talking about, has been sitting there. We help design that one for them. Wow. That's so cool. So, and I did the research. <laughs> I found it, you know, Etsy, Pinterest. Not mm-hmm. on Amazon. There's like one of them on Amazon. Uh-huh. I haven't looked recently. There might be a hundred of them on Amazon now. Right. <laughs> Hopefully not. Because <laughs> it's sitting there. But everybody's in the same boat. They can't yeah. get items, right? So maybe mm-hmm. it won't be. So we've got it coming in. But, you know, that they're, they're, um, they've been around for a long time. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what their revenue is. But they, do a, they do a lot. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, one or two of these designs... Well, yeah, they've got like four different colors coming in and two different types and like 1,200 of each. <laughs> wow, 1,200 of each. Yeah, which they're fine with. But they could have ordered less. Yeah. Know, that's what they understand, that whole decor market. They think it's going to be really hot. I'm like, yeah, I think it's going to be hot. But, you know, I, how do you know? I don't know. But they've got a good feel for it. It's good to ask them about things, too, because they send yeah. me like these bestsellers, like, you need to sell these. I'm yeah. Like, what is this? <laughs> He's like, they're selling like crazy. I'm like. And you buy them and test them, and then they end up being right? Yeah. Sometimes awesome. you're right, and sometimes you're not. So there are some things that sell offline in brick-and-mortar stores that mm-hmm. don't sell online that well. Interesting. And there's things that sell online that don't sell as well in the stores. At wow. least locally where we are, because we're only able here to test. As you know, yeah. we, we do we have like a um a couple of booths here that we sell locally mm-hmm. at like a mercantile store. Okay. Some stuff that sells flies off the shelf online, it doesn't sell there. Interesting. It could be just the locale because a lot of brick and mortar stuff is all strictly on the region. Yeah. What people like there, and it may not be a nationwide thing that people right. love everywhere else. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah, very I interesting. Going up there, stealing things from the booth. I got to sell it online, right. <laughs> or things I can't sell online. I take to the booth and they sell. Right. So it's kind of good to play around with it. Absolutely. So for the what mo- the model you just described of you know of going into a, whole, a wholesale trade show or a uh, gift show or wherever, and you're looking for unique items. You know, in the replens world, we're talking about you seeing something on the shelf, you're buying two or three, testing two or three of each item. This is just to be a little bit bigger of a test. So is yeah. it somebody who's got a little bit more money to, um, quote, risk? Because there's a little more yeah. risk there because you're creating new listings. Um, it's not something you want to start with. Right. Sure. You need, um, you know, we're going back to it. We're trying to get more OARA back in our sure. portfolio because- just the stability of the different markets. Yeah. Uh, as we found last year, we took a big hit because our best sellers sold out mm. even earlier this year. Like even now. So 
if I get, uh, since we're not buying the containers, you know, container loads yet, mm-hmm. I'll get one that's selling really well. And then all of a sudden their, their customers love this item and they'll be sold out. Mm, you can't get them. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they're sold out really fast. Yeah. Uh, but it's not always the case. So I'm just trying to be more diversified. Yes. So I will tell you, it takes a lot more capital. Sure. To do it because you got to do testing. It's going to cost you to test the listing. You got to run some ads to it to see right. will it convert or not convert. Mm-hmm. It's a little more difficult because you have no reviews in the beginning. Right. Right. So it doesn't convert like it does when it's seasoned and has more reviews. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot more capital to get it going in, on the front end. Sure. It's a lot easier to maintain. Mm-hmm. Like once you get it going, it's easier to tweak. Right. And it's easier to tweak uh, as you see what work key, maybe some keywords you never thought about before. Right. So we have this one customized item until people started buying it and I saw what they're putting on there. I didn't know it was used for confirmation gifts. Mm. Right. So then I'll put that in the listing and you see, and oh, it's also being used for personalized wedding gifts. You put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. So you start building up on it, which you can't do with traditional. Oh, we are. Yeah. You can do it, you know, with bundles and stuff too. Yeah, you can. Anything that's you're on, you can just yeah. keep learning as your customers buy it. And yeah, how much of your business, as far as percentage wise, would be like the traditional RAOA? You're buying somebody else's brand versus this, what you're doing with this one company and any other companies you're doing that with, where it's their product but your brand. Yeah, we're we're. I think we're about down to eighty twenty now, eighty percent private label okay um, wow that's awesome trying to make it we were at like 90 or yeah really wasn't yeah. that good is that where, <laughs> where do you want it to be do you want it to be 50 50 you want to add more because you said you want to add more raoa back in the mix probably 60 40, 60, maybe. 40. okay uh yeah. i just need to grow part of it, is, it takes a lot of work initial work to get the yeah. listings and do the research um mm-hmm. finding people that can do that for you i'm outsourcing some yeah. of it now to get yeah. it done quicker because it takes me way too long to do it. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> I, I think that's probably a good kind of ratio. We'll just kind of sure. see how more like pivot when you need to Yeah. see what works. But yeah. the OAR is so much money there. Right. <laughs> you need to keep it going. In my opinion, you need to keep it going, that cash flow going, because I know that that's not where I want to be. At the end, probably at least not me doing the OARE. Maybe right. I've got my own buyers, and I've got people making decisions on what to buy, mm-hmm. uh, and not in there doing it myself. Right, right. But then you you need to take uh, you have a lot more um, what do you call it, expenses in doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So that that's one advice I would give newer people. Um, I mean, it's first like. Depends on how big you want to be. I don't think coming into this, even selling anywhere, if it's not just Amazon online, mm-hmm. it could do something like Etsy. And you just want to do it as a hobby, it's fine. Yeah. But you need to treat it like a full time business. That's right. Or it's never yeah. going to grow what you want it to be. So, where was I going with that? Uh, was, we we're talking about the percentages of RAOE versus yeah. private label. You want to get so, to like 60 40. Yeah, the OAR is more of a cash machine to take mm-hmm. that cash and use it somewhere else. To yeah, grow. to try. Do you, would you use that at this point in your business? Are you taking that RAOA cash and using it to fund a new test projects with the private label? Yeah, I'm testing a few different things. Um, yeah. I want to get the private label where I want to sell it. Right? Yeah, sell the brand off. Yeah, because I think that that's where, really where you make the leaps and bounds. If you can yes. grow something in three years and sell it for 10 times the amount, you're 10 right. years ahead of where you would be and then just repeat it. Absolutely. And just do it over again because you, you've got the system down. You, you could easily replicate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just setting it up right. And the one I have now, I probably didn't set it up correctly, but you know, you learn <laughs> sure. how to do it. You just keep yeah. doing it and keep doing it. But you can sell just part of your SKUs. Um, there's a yeah. the podcast episode I did with a guy named... Um, um, Kildiff, um, gosh, em- Emmett, Emmett Kildiff in Ireland. He has a company that helps people um, sell. He says yeah. you can sell off certain ASINs. You sell off certain mm-hmm. ones are the part of the business, but 
big thing I have noticed about um, doing the brand on Amazon, I've gotten so so we have our own Shopify store, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I usually create the listings on Amazon. I import them into my Shopify, do some mm-hmm. changes on them, and then I push them to Walmart, Etsy, eBay. Very Not smart. all of them. Etsy. I only have like three products on Etsy right now. It's more of the custom products uh, that I'm okay. testing. Uh, but it's it doesn't take as much work to push them to these other marketplaces and so right them. once you've got and them. So I'm seeing people come in because I have like an exit questionnaire mm-hmm. on my site. Uh, one of them is like, "Why? How do you find us or whatever?" And they're like, "Oh, you sell your stuff on Amazon, and I'd rather order it from you directly." <laughs> That's cool. You like that um, too? Yeah, I like that because <laughs> I like to build up the list. We're trying to build up the list. Yes. Uh, to keep marketing to come out with new products. You can tell them. Yeah. I really want at least half of our income not to be from Amazon. That'd be awesome. Right. Um, That's kind of, so that's my goal is I don't want to be strictly OARA everything in Amazon's basket because I'm doing this full time now. Yeah. Uh, I want it to be more off Amazon and eventually, you know, have your own brand and even maybe sell wholesale. Um, Yes. Yeah, because there's a lot of wholesale markets that's blowing up. Um, like we've talked about them on one of the webinars. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of mom and pops are ordering from these places instead of going to market because it's so much easier yes. just to order it online and they get all these benefits from ordering from these companies. Like right now, uh, the I think a fair, which I've talked yeah. on the podcast, they're uh-huh. offering like 90 days financing right now. Oh so my gosh. After Christmas. So we're going to order in the day. Um, I think it's only till the 10th or so. We're trying to get some orders in now. So we don't have to pay for them until after Christmas. So they offer things like this. You won't get necessarily. You won't get directly. Yeah. Market. And you just mentioned fair F A I R E. Yeah. Fair.com. Wow. That's one of the bigger ones. Uh, and there's just all kinds of products and there are people um, that don't sell to e-commerce and there are people that yeah. do. You just have to, you know, work like you do with any vendor. Sure. Do you allow me to sell this at certain places where yeah. you to bundle it? You know, that's all create bundles. Yeah. So I'm not competing with your other sellers. And I've had a couple of successfully had a couple of people on fair that only sold on to brick and mortar, change their profile to where I can buy from there. We can buy from them. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So you have to work with them and offer something different. Yep. It's about um, building relationships, just like you're company you're working with now and bringing in working with them to design products for them that's really cool <laughs> that's yeah really that's cool. kind of cool i never really thought it was going to go that way right and the more we work with them i'm glad that they're the ones dealing with the logistics yes and factories because that's a whole nother can yes. of worms right that is like dealing with amazon is enough yeah for me <laughs> for sure <laughs> with amazon and these factories yeah not just the factories but then the logistics of everything yeah, There's a lot to it. Uh, so yeah. it's worth me paying more to have them. For sure. Good. Um, I love that. They've been able to hold their prices kind of low. So you're seeing a lot of wholesalers adding on 15, 18, 20% shipping Gosh, charges yeah. on top of the order because wow. they're getting robbed, right? From astronomical shipping fees. Right. Um, yeah. But they've been able to keep able to keep theirs the same or at least low. Yeah, they've kept theirs pretty low. That's we good. just got like I just got two pallets in for free shipping from my supplier. But they, uh, when you get free shipping from a supplier, they're they're going to do whatever they need to do to make it as cheap for them as possible, right? So yeah. these pallets were ninety two inches tall. They wouldn't <laughs> even fit in the truck they sent. Wow. They had to take off the tops of the pallets, the items off the top, <laughs> put it down. And I have a picture of it that came in. Andrew and I was standing there, and we weren't there. The whole thing would have came off the truck because the guy's lift gate's not the greatest. And oh, it's no. Tall and hanging off. Yeah. So as he started to go down, the corner of the pallet was still on the truck. Oh, no. <laughs> Andrew and I was holding it up, right? We're like, hey, well, at uh, least, you know, it's not like 100 pound items. It's kind of heavy, but not yeah. that, that much. He's like, yeah, I'm glad you're there. I'm like, yeah. But oh my yeah, God. they came on two pallets because if they would have done three, it would have cost a lot more. Yeah. Like for three pallets. So they stacked them up like 92 inches tall. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. But, 
you get uh anytime you can get enough to get the free shipping you yeah know, that, in this case we have to order you know like three thousand dollars to get free shipping but yeah um it's it, it's worth it because yeah it makes a difference in discounts. The, the more it gets a lot easier as you get more volume you get bigger discounts mm-hmm. more incentives like free shipping things right. like that it starts building yeah. so your profit margin can go up so if you can just start with if you make anything at all it's kind of a win yes because of all the costs you have to do in the front end of it right right increase your profit as it as you build it bigger yeah i love it Wow, Glenn, this has been awesome. I feel like there's there's so much more here. You could have a whole course on all this stuff, um, but uh, we'll cut it off there because there's just I could ask hours yep. and hours of questions into and there's, there's just a lot a lot of training involved. Like I could yeah, so many options. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of options. Have to have you back on to talk more. So thank you, sir. I appreciate you being on with me. And uh, thank you. And I hope uh, some people got some insights. And oh, I guarantee you. Yeah. Grow their business. For sure. Yep. Thank you, sir. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.